How King Virudhaka Annihilated the Shakya Clan. Buddha's teachings state that the law of cause and effect applies to both virtuous and evil karma. As the saying goes, even if a deed, whether good or bad, was committed many lifetimes ago, one's karma will not be automatically eliminated over time. However, when the right conditions arise, one will inevitably experience the consequences of one's actions. The effects of today's actions are not necessarily felt today because one doesn't always experience karmic effects immediately. In other words, if you commit an evil deed today, you will not necessarily experience karmic retribution the very next day, or even in the next lifetime, or in the lifetime after that, or even many lifetimes later. Not necessarily. However, eventually one will experience the effects of one's action when the right conditions arise. There are many examples of this such as the one in this story I will tell you. Our fundamental teacher, Shakyamuni, the world-honored one, was born into the royal family of India. There are four classes of people in India. The upper is the Brahmana, the priestly class. Then is the Kshatriya, the military and political class. Then Varisya, the farming, manufacturing and merchant class. And then there is the lowest class, the Sudra, or serfs. Shakyamuni, the world-honored one, belonged to the royal family of Kapilavastu. There was a country nearby called Kosala, whose king, Prasenajit, wanted to find a woman of his same class to marry him. He found the Shakya clan and wanted to be connected to them through marriage. By that time, Shakyamuni, the world-honored one, had already left home to become a monk and was leading a peaceful and serene life. Although King Prasenajit was also of a royal family, the Shakya clan still thought of themselves as the most noble and were not willing to connect with him through marriage. However, they did not want to offend King Prasenajit because they were afraid of his great power. Consequently, they chose a female slave from their kingdom to pretend to be a princess and marry him. Although the slave was poor, she was very beautiful and seemed kind-hearted. Her name was Malika, and she later gave birth to Prince Virudhaka. Not only did this prince become the king of Kosala, but he also annihilated the Shakya clan. At that time, Buddha wanted to save them but because their karma was so heavy, they could not be helped. Why did King Virudhaka want to destroy the Shakya clan? There was an immediate cause and an underlying cause. The immediate cause was that when Prince Virudhaka was very young, he once went to Kapilavastu to learn archery. At the same time, the newly built lecture hall of the Buddha was about to be inaugurated. When the prince came to visit, the people of the Shakya clan thought that, as a child of a slave, he would stain their holy ground, so he was ordered to go home. Workers were then ordered to excavate seven feet of earth from wherever his feet had touched the holy ground and to replace it with new, pure soil. 
After such a, suffering such a humiliation, the prince swore a hateful vow. When I become king in the future, I shall annihilate the Shakya clan. That was the immediate cause. But what was the underlying cause of the Sakya clan's destruction? It goes back to a long, long time ago, to a village that had a large pond. During a time of severe drought and famine, the entire pond almost entirely dried up. And one by one, the fish in the pond floated up to the surface, which made it very easy for the hungry villagers to catch them for food. Since there had been no harvest, and the starving people had only roots to eat, how could they have resisted eating the fish? One day, the villagers caught an especially large fish and displayed it beside the pond, and many people came from far and wide to see it. At that time, Shakyamuni Buddha was a young child in the village. He had a stick in his hands and was moved to hit the enormous fish three times on the head with it. He was just a child, and it seemed like a bit of fun for him. Later, the villagers killed the fish and ate it, planting the evil cause that ultimately resulted in the retribution they were to suffer at King Virudhaka's hands. Shakyamuni Buddha had a headache for three days as his karma for striking the fish. But the villagers were later reincarnated as the people of the Shakya clan, and the hefty fish they had killed and eaten was reborn as the son of Prasinajit, who later became King Virudhaka. King Virudhaka's hatred of the Shakya came from that time in the distant past when he has been killed, cooked, and eaten by the villagers. This underlying cause, along with the immediate cause of Prince Virudhaka's humiliation by the Shakyas, is what moved him to massacre the entire Shakya clan. The massacre occurred because of cause and effect, and definitely not by coincidence. At that time, Buddha had already achieved Buddhahood, and because Kapilavastu was his native country and the Shakya clan was his home tribe, of course he wanted to save them, but there was no way he could help because the force of karmic retribution is immutable. The law of cause and effect governs all situations. Supernatural powers cannot arbitrarily save people from karmic retribution. Only the cultivation of merits can counteract evil causes. If the villagers at that time had been vegetarian and did not eat the fish, they would not have had to suffer such a severe retribution. Hence, we hope that everyone who is not yet a vegetarian will change and become one and not create evil causes anymore. Otherwise, when they suffer the effects of their bad karma in the future, nothing will be able to help them.